Hey y'all, my name is Delaney Peterson and I'm so excited that you're listening to Words Like Honey. This podcast is for high school and college girls. My prayer is that this will be an encouragement to you in your personal walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, so today we have a very special guest. My mom is on the podcast. Hey! My mom, you guys, is seriously such a queen. She has raised not one, not two, but three daughters, which can be a lot, can it not? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So she has been through so much. She has been divorced, helped her daughters through trauma, cancer, mental health, heartbreak, She's gone back to school to get her doctorate in education. She's published research. And next year, you guys, she is moving to join me in Fort Worth. I can hardly, hardly wait. Today, we're just going to kind of talk about, from a mom's perspective, what it's like, you know, raising daughters in the faith, what that looks like, what challenges that brings. Um, And since you're a college professor, you see a lot of college girls. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And high school. So you kind of get how girl vibes are and what the challenges are. Exactly. What was it like for you growing up, like in high school and college? So I was born and raised Catholic. So my kind of faith experience was very different than your experience. And you being raised by a Catholic mom and a father, dad, who is Protestant. So we had um, initially had the challenge of just deciding on how to raise you girls and what church. And my faith has always been very strong. It just looked a little different when I was younger because again, I was really practicing the Catholic faith and which again is Christianity. So Christianity is the umbrella and Catholicism does fall under that, but, um, it looked a lot different. So when I was struggling in high school, um, and younger, I would turn to God and my family, but it was in a much more private kind of way. And I think that that's, from my understanding and from Catholic friends and just even my own family that it's pretty typical to with the Catholic faith to be more private and turn more inward and meditate more inward instead of outward and sharing a lot. So um, a lot of times when I would struggle, I would turn inward. And I think in a lot of ways that strengthened me and helped me become very independent, but it also isolated me um, in my faith mm-hmm. and, and sometimes with friendships. So it was very different than how you were raised and like what I'm experiencing seeing through you girls. Mm-hmm. Being raised Catholic kind of changed your mind on how you wanted to raise us like in church? I always knew I wanted to raise you in church. But again, the Catholic faith is very traditional. And, um, you know, you go through the sacraments. And, you know, your dad was very much not Catholic. <laughs> um, so we really, again, you hear this all the time, decided to meet in the middle which um, was raising you girls Lutheran. And so that's how we kind of came to that. And then I really embraced the Lutheran church and where I was, and I had a really strong mentor in the pastor at the Lutheran church that helped me through Chloe's cancer mm-hmm. and the years of her battling that. Yeah. So. so let's talk about that a little bit. So Chloe's my older sister. She was at TCU for two years while I was there. Reminder, I'm a junior and Chloe just graduated in the spring and she's living in Dallas. So she's close to me. I know. So exciting. Will you talk us through a bit when Chloe had childhood cancer and what that looked like? Well, that was obviously extremely difficult. So when she turned one, we found at her well baby checkup that she had cancer. And I was very strong in our Lutheran church at the time, Redeemer Lutheran in Peoria. 
and we had amazing pastors there. And when Chloe was born, and this is God at work from the start, when Chloe was born, the pastor, one of the lead pastors there, his daughter was pregnant like at the exact same time I was. And so he, but she lived in a different state. So he said, oh, he would talk to me about my pregnancy Mm -hmm. and how I was feeling and what I was doing and how I was preparing and planning. And he said, I just feel like, like I can live, you know, through your experiences and experience more a closeness to her that way. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we, we became very close and I, I just felt like I very, very much trusted him. And so I met with him a few times just to discuss Lutheranism and how it was different from Catholicism and just the walk that I was walking and your dad wasn't really practicing that faith. And so I was really doing it alone and I was worried about that. So then um, when Chloe was born, again, Pastor Hartman was his name, Stephen Hartman, wonderful man. He talked to me a lot about when Chloe was born and he saw us at church all the time and was so excited. And then when Chloe turned one and we faced that diagnosis of cancer, one of the first people I reached out to was him. And he said, come in. Oh, it gives me chills. Hmm. But he said, come in and let's talk. Let's talk it through. And what can I do to help? No. And so I did. And he, the first thing he said to me, and it was such a turning point in my faith. It was, um, I don't for a minute believe that God would ever give this horrible thing Mm. to anybody, much less a child of his. But he said, but I do believe that God will provide in every single possible way for you to help her through that and for you to get through that. And he was so, so right. Mm-hmm. And it was a turning point because it was a time when I could have been mad at God. Yeah. And, you know, she went um, through in and out of remission six times. And all of those times, my faith strengthened and didn't lessen. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that God placed Stephen Hartman in my life at that time and just you know, the church. Yeah. So what do you think God taught you through that experience of Chloe having cancer and then fears later me being born and just that craziness? And that I'm completely not in control mm. at any time, anywhere, even when you think you are, you're not, you're just not. And it's uh, it's humbling. And I was very independent. And so part of that is, you know, your pride and you're, you're just, wanting to do it on your own and knowing that you're strong, but your strength has to come from somewhere else because you're continually tested in life. And so I think that that was the very biggest and hardest and greatest testing um, of my faith and my strength of my faith. Dang. Gosh, that's so good. Do you feel like you take like those lessons even until today, like to today? Oh my gosh, Delaney, I could not have gotten through the divorce and helping Mm -hmm. you three through. Yeah through it and as hard as it's been for all three of you in different ways there's no way that I could have had the strength to do what I've done since Chloe if I didn't have a strong faith in God yeah that makes so much sense you know I feel like I don't remember any of it obviously so so little little, I was so little I was pregnant with you and Chloe was in the hospital gosh with treatments so crazy what do you think has been the biggest challenge of raising three girls all like three under the age of five yeah. And then onward. Yeah. So I think I love to be busy like you do. <laughs> yeah. So um, part of the beginning of raising girls that was hard for me is I'm a perfectionist as well. <laughs> I got that from you. So that's, that's a burden and a blessing at times. But um, I think that that is a challenge because you want things to go so right for 
for your kids mm-hmm. and you want to be the best mom and you want to be the greatest provider. Um, and I think with girls, you have to, my, my goal in raising the three of you was to raise you each to be your own person yeah, and not to raise like three clones, <laughs> which could be very easy. Like if you're a perfectionist and you, you know, you schedule and you're like, everybody's kind of staying in line and towing the line. But I really wanted all three of you to feel that you could be yourself and not feel like you had expectations mm-hmm. to be exactly like each other. Or So I think the greatest challenge for me is to kind of guide you, but also allow you to find your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that makes so much sense. I, I remember you saying that too, like growing up you never pushed us like into the same sports or like put the same academic expectations on us. Mm -hmm. Obviously you wanted us to do well, but it wasn't, you knew that we all had different strengths and weaknesses in different areas. And I mean, it's just so crazy to me because when I talk to my friends at school um, or even just friends in high school or whatever, a lot of people don't have parents who are just excited for them with their strengths and what their interests are, I think is a huge thing. It's, they kind of want them to toe the line. And what do you want to tell to like those girls who like don't have Parents maybe who are supporting them and what they're really passionate about, who want them to be just like their siblings. Right. I think a lot of the pressure that I see in young girls, like in high school and mm-hmm. new girls, even middle school, going all the way back, um, and high school and now college, like seeing you and Chloe and eventually you know, next year Campbell being college student, but then also still walking with Campbell through her high school experience, is, you know, as a parent, you really don't need to put the pressure on girls because they put so much pressure on themselves. Yeah. And they have so many expectations for themselves to be perfect, to be like other people, kind of like what you said, you know, pleasing others, you know, in your last podcast, just so much pressure already that the most important thing I think is a young girl could do is to, it doesn't have to be your parent who can be a support. Mm -hmm. It can be a mentor. It could be a teacher. It could be an aunt. It could be, you know, like, in a Bible study, uh, you know, a leader. Um, for me, like it could be a coach. It was a coach or a pastor. My, be- my biggest advice to people or kids or girls who don't have, or feel like they can go to their parents is to recognize the different people that God is placing in your life. Mm. Um, they're there for a purpose and they don't always stay. They come and go, yeah. but they serve a purpose while they're there. And it's not always the best purpose, but it's something to learn from. Um, but to recognize that there are people who want to help and if they offer to take them up on it. Yeah. If you trust them. Yeah. To take them up on it. No, I think that's really good. What do you see like for girls like now? I mean, we talk all the time about how hard it is to be like a kid in this generation and yeah. the social media stuff and everything like that. Kind of from the outside looking in, seeing like what Campbell, Chloe and I all struggle with. What do you, what do you see as like being some of our biggest struggles? I think you, you all, each of you in different ways, always feel like you're alone mm-hmm. at times, you know? And I think that that's the hardest, the biggest heartache for me because you, you all three are so loved by your dad and I, Aww. and all of our family on both sides. So it's, um, so it's hard to see you guys struggle kind of searching for love of love from friends mm-hmm. and love, maybe even from dating or I just feel like it's, it's, that's the big, the hardest thing as a mom to watch is your struggle in feeling alone and feeling like you have to do it alone, Yeah, you know, and, and just kind of feeling helpless or lost, mm-hmm. um, especially 
with the pressures from, you know, sororities and friend groups and even in dating, um, always searching. I feel like you guys are always searching. And I know that that's part of growing up too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still searching. It's just, it's hard to watch when I can't do much to help. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, that gets back to just really helping and hoping that you guys always feel comfortable coming to me and talking to me about stuff, about anything. And it makes me sad for your generation, for the girls that don't have that. Yeah. You know, and I just, again, I just would hope that they could find that. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we could help each other with too. Like if you have a mom that you know would be willing to talk to someone um, or help someone, <clears throat> yeah, you know, reach out to a girl who's struggling and say, hey, you know what? I, I don't know if you'd be comfortable, but mm-hmm. my aunt or my mom or my, you know. Yeah, I know you've offered so many times, like tell your friends, like if they need somebody to talk to, like they can always call me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Even just to listen, you know, and, and to be a safe space. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they know you're not going to take it anywhere and you're not going to do anything with it that's going to hurt them, you know? Yeah. No, I feel like a mom is, like, so important. Obviously, we've grown so much closer, mm-hmm. which is so sweet from, like, I think from, like, the end of high school to, like, now we've just grown really close. And that has been such a blessing to, like, know that I can always come to you for everything Amen. and yeah. anything. It's just been so special. I also think the hardest thing, <laughs> and what it, raising girls... That senior year in high school oh. for all three of you, and Campbell's going through it right now, but oh, that is the hardest time. All three of you struggled so hard that senior year. Yeah. So hard. And it's so hard as the parent to watch because you know that that year is the jumping off year to go into college and then you can't like hardly see or talk to them at all. So that's, that was really hard. Yeah. I feel but, like, but every, each, each of you went through it in mm-hmm. your own way. You, each of you struggled. So everyone struggles. Yeah. I feel like it's so hard when you're a senior. Well, and like Campbell, Chloe, and I were kind of like always in and out of friend groups. Mm-hmm. And I think we were just really conflicted with like what we really wanted for ourselves. And I feel like when you're in high school and you're like looking ahead at college, I feel like it seems like it's going to be this beautiful like beacon of hope and it's going to be all these things. And I feel like we just put our this pressure on ourselves to like, okay, I have to find the perfect school. This is going to be perfect. It's going to be so much better. I feel like we are always like searching. Yeah, and for then that. it's scary because you get there and you have to like do all the adult things that you never had to do before. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to like. You have to like, make you have to make decisions about even like, you know, how late am I staying out? Should I be eating? You know, how am I eating? Am I eating healthy? Am I working out? Am I do, spending enough time on my academics? You know, I'm someone kind of guiding you anymore yeah it's so weird I feel like all of a sudden you're just like totally on your own yeah well I know like in high school like I always had really strict curfew Mm -hmm. and then in college it's like okay whoa like I can kind of do whatever now yeah which I didn't because I was grew up with a strict curfew but it was so weird I was like oh my gosh I have all this freedom what the heck do I do with it now yeah yeah and I think for me that's where I feel like my search in college ended up finding me God like Mm -hmm. I feel like he just been had been really pursuing me all that time and all that time I was searching like you were saying and I mean I feel like I still search somewhat today but I found like my purpose in God and Mm -hmm. that's just something I didn't have like in high school and I just didn't have that identity and like didn't have that rock so I think I was kind of just constantly searching for that and when I got to college and all these things I thought would fix my problems didn't it was like okay what now right I think in college for me, I didn't lean on God at all. Mm. And I just, I felt very lost. And I think I see you and Chloe and Campbell starting to, too, just really lean into 
God as a, as a strength and as a means of support. Um, and I wish that I had had that. Um, and I, I don't know if I just didn't feel like, again, if I felt a faith was such a private thing that you just didn't talk about it. Um, but I think I could have gained a lot mm-hmm. from just joining a group of people that were going through the same struggles and talk about yeah. it. And where are you getting your strength and how are you getting through this? Yeah. It's like me with Stumo or mm-hmm. people with like young life on campuses yeah. or different organizations to just really bring like kids together. Right. Who are all trying to find the same purpose. Right. So, or I guess a greater purpose, which obviously is going to found mm-hmm. in the Lord. Um, so with like your college experience, so tell us a little bit about that, like where you went, what you did. Yeah. So I was a runner like Campbell and I was really wanting to run D1 in high school. So I really pursued that hard and that was really the center of like everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So, and which it was good. It was an escape too from the hard things in life and stress and stuff. But so I ended up at university of Colorado Boulder and, um, ran for them track and cross country. Um, I loved Colorado. I wanted to move away from home. It was really important to me. I was very independent. So to me, it was no big deal to move away from home. My brother was there. Yeah. He was there a year ahead of me. So that was helpful for sure. It's really, I, I, I loved Colorado. I expected to stay there. That's where I met your dad. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up back in Illinois because of his job. So, mm-hmm. and that was, that was a struggle for me. Yeah. What would you say to girls who are, who might find themselves in that position too, where it's like, okay, like I'm in college, I have all these desires and these passions, but there's also maybe this guy or there's this other sort of pressure. Like, what would you say to them? I guess it's what I've said to you too, you girls, is I think don't put all of your hope and all of your um, expectations in a relationship, you know, that you don't know, you don't really know where it's going to lead or what's going to happen, you know, to just stay really true to your own beliefs and your values and always check in with yourself. Like we've talked about this and I know you've done it. Make a list of the things that are really important to you in your Mm -hmm. life. And make sure that you use it as a checkpoint. Even with dating, if you're dating someone, make sure you're using, you know, some kind of a checkpoint list or something to just check back in with yourself and remember what is really valuable and important to you because it's really easy to get caught up in in a relationship or dating and you give up so much of yourself and then you lose yourself in it. And before you know it, like me, I ended up moving away to a place that I didn't really want to live necessarily and I just felt like I just kept giving up what I valued and loved so much yeah. um, continually. And it's easy to do. It's easy to get carried away in it and, and thinking that, you know, you actually are really happy and, and pursuing your own goals and dreams, mm-hmm. but you can lose that. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. I We've definitely talked a lot about like that and just really prioritizing, I guess, my priorities. I don't know. Right. Um, but... Just you, remembering what you're about, you know, just, you know, if, and, and if something's really stressing you out, going back to, do I, do I really care about that? Is that something I really truly value deeply? Mm-hmm. Cause if it's not, then why am I letting it yeah. impact me so immensely? And why am I giving so much time and yeah. energy into it? Yeah. You know, it's to like people or to an experience, or yeah. to things. You yeah. Know? And I think like for a lot of my listeners, like high school, college girls, you know, this is supposed to be like a really exciting time of our lives in mm-hmm. where we get to be... I don't want to say selfish, but we where we really get to explore what's important to us. Right. You're not going to know necessarily, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is not to like 
know you shouldn't you shouldn't know everything that oh, you yeah, want. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> you know, for the rest of your life that is the fun of college and mm-hmm. you know, and dating and just being out and getting out and meeting new people. Um, and it helps you kind of learn more about yourself. But as you learn more about yourself, just be aware of it and remember that, you know, what actually does make you happy, yeah. what actually is important, you know? And a lot of times like especially with my students that I teach um, in college, um, a lot of times it ends up being, you know what, Fam- my family is really important to me and I need to be with them this weekend because they're going through some hard things. And so that's going to make me miss my deadline and I'm really sorry. I know I'll get deducted, but that's really important to me. And just the fact that they recognize that is so much more valuable than meeting a deadline. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so as you recognize the things that are really and truly important to you, make them a priority. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. You've told me over and over again to make lists. Like I have a journal back at school that has a list of, you know, when I was struggling forever with like my major, things like that. Mm -hmm. You just telling me, write down everything that you love doing, stuff you see yourself doing, stuff you're interested in, stuff that when you're learning about it, you get really excited or Mm -hmm. it has your attention Yeah, for sure. And so I feel like I look back at that often and check those guidelines and, okay, what am I doing here if I have, I don't like let's say math on my list, just for an easy example. I don't like math. So it's like, okay, why am I studying this? Or why am I letting this like control so much of my headspace if it's not really important to me? Or I know I don't want to pursue it. I think it helps you um, be able to take a step back and look at things a little more rationally and intellectually to like, if you, if you write down everything that is really important to you and in any moment, in an emotional moment. And if something made you feel really upset, you know, we talk about this all the time, write down why it made you, made you upset. What were you feeling? And then when you experience a similar thing, go back to those lists and just see, oh, this is kind of a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to make something, you know, change here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also what I love about it too, is I have so many journals and lists and stuff that I just happen to come across and just to look back and see them and see the growth that, you know, how much yeah. you've grown. Like what was important to you five years ago is maybe not so important to you now. And mm-hmm. that's okay. But to have it continue to be on your list or to have it continue to be there it maybe isn't necessarily aligned with where you're at then. Yeah. Gosh, that's so cool. I love that. Even like five years later, it's like you never know. Mm-hmm. I look back on my list from freshman year, you know, as a junior now, I'm like, okay, whoa, like yeah. some of that stuff so was important, so was not important. Or on the flip side, like stuff that I was really like praying for and hoping for, I've seen mm-hmm. God answer. Yeah. And so it's so cool to be able to write that down and say, okay, this is important to me. I don't have it right now. Like a community. Like I really wanted a community yes. of believers. I wanted to know girls like who were pursuing God like the same way I was wanting to I wanted to know how to do that mm-hmm. and so now to like look back and see oh my gosh like God has answered that prayer it's so cool it is so cool it's really it's just really exciting I and think. if you hadn't maybe written it down or if you hadn't made mm-hmm. maybe tucked it in a memory you wouldn't you know you wouldn't realize oh God you know you think about this when you read scripture and and a lot of pastors will say it in sermons and I've heard um, Timothy Keller say it all the time but you know you have to you have to take time to remember good things that God, the ways that God worked so much for your good Mm. in your life. Just think you writing it down or just when you're praying or when you're thinking about things, just remember, okay, yeah, this is really hard right now, but I remember that this happened. So I have faith because he did good for me in my past. He will do good for me again. His plan is good. You know, gosh. Yeah. I think that just cultivates such like a grateful heart. Yeah. Too. Which is so important. I think the other thing I really wanted to say today too is something that you and I talk about a lot. And I talked to Chloe 
Campbell about it a lot. I get you guys all, <laughs> your name's all jumbled, is to don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And to recognize that you don't have to do everything right then or think about everything right then. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through a hard time, to take it even one hour at a time and just get through, what do you have to do the next hour and mm. get through that hour? And what, what do you have to do the next hour after that and get through that next hour? But to think, what do I have to do this week? Or what do I have to... It's so overwhelming. Yeah. And you you guys have so many pressures and involvements and grades and being with friends. And, you know, for you, you know, helping to develop ministry on campus and, and outside of campus, you know, it can be overwhelming. And you can get really stressed and burned out really fast. Mm-hmm. And that's time when you have to step back and say, okay... What do I actually only have to do in this hour? Yeah. And you get through it and you're like, oh, I got through it. That's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Okay, this one hour I can yeah. do it. I feel like you've been giving me that advice literally so I mean, much lately. I do that. I wouldn't give it that advice if I didn't do it myself. It yeah. helps, has helped me in so many yeah. different ways. You said you did that when you were getting your PhD, right? Oh, my doctorate. Yeah. I had to because that was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Because we, I, I think I had just gotten filed for divorce the year before I started it. And I knew it was something that I wanted to pursue. But I also knew that I think Chloe was 15, you know, at the time. So you guys were all and, you know, go down down the road. Campbell was 10. You were 12. Yeah. ish. So that was so busy. And there were times when I would just be like, okay, one hour at a time, write as much as I can in this hour and don't think about what, you know, the other 200 pages I have to write. Or... <laughs> Get through this one class, and once I get through that one class, mm-hmm. I can get to the next class. Yeah. It's just one thing. One thing at a time. You know, mm-hmm. one thing at a time. So I think that's so great. I just love, and I talk about you all the time like this to people, <laughs> but how you, like, really took hold of your life again. And even, you know, after 20 years in a marriage, raising mm-hmm. kids, whatever, like, you decided that you wanted to pursue something that you were passionate about that you didn't get to earlier in life. And I think right now like everything feels so okay if I'm passionate about this or this has to happen right now or this has to happen right right as I graduate like college like I have to have everything figured out I have to know my dream job I have to like be in the right place at the right time and I feel like your life is such a testament to okay no like it doesn't have to follow that path right so I mean I certainly didn't want it to follow the path that it did necessarily like it wasn't my plan to fall you know to to be married and then divorced and have you, especially to have you girls go through that and to move, mm-hmm. you know, for you guys to go back and forth to houses. I mean, that broke my heart. Um, but in all of that, I earned my doctorate, which I yeah. would not have done had I not been divorced. Um, I, you know, I live, you know, in Naperville now instead of where I was, which I mean, it was a great community, but it was important for me to take a step and, mm-hmm. and to start to move. And that's going to allow me to be in Fort Worth next yeah. year. So I just think that you know, we, we have such plans for ourselves and our lives. And again, it's testament to we are not in control. Totally. We are not in charge. Had I been in charge, I would probably not be as happy as I am now. And to mm, say that I'm happy that's good. being divorced and, you know, raising you guys pretty much, you know, doing it independently that's not what I had planned but God had a better plan Mm -hmm. I have I'm in a career that I really love I pursued something that I'd wanted to forever with my doctorate um you know there's just a lot of really good things that came from the really hard yeah you know that's so good 
I love that you said, like, you probably wouldn't be as happy as you are now if you had been in control. I think we think that we know what's best for ourselves. We know best. But in reality, like, God knows what's best, right? That he has our days numbered and he knows us so deeply. Not that he wants you to, like, go through those hard times or wants us to go through any hard times. But he just has so much purpose in that and so much good. And it's hard to see in the moment. Like now you being able to like look back and say that I think is really encouraging. Well, Delaney, that um, sermon we listened to yesterday. Yeah. You know, um, John 15 and the pruning of the branches, right? Mm -hmm. That's God pruning our lives. That's God saying, "Uh, uh, uh, I know you're, I know you think things are going really well right now, (laughs) but I'm, I know that there's a different plan here Yeah, and you have to let me, um, you have to let me just kind of be in control and it's, it is going to be hard. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to be pruned. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to be redirected, yeah. especially when you're independent. Like I have raised you girls, I think, to be and how I always have been. For and sure. I like to have a plan. <laughs> I like plans. Me um, too. <laughs> it just doesn't always work out. And mm-hmm. then that's when you have to step back and say, okay, God, then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah. Kind of Show me and what? Yeah. And I'll, and I'll just, but, and, and sometimes you wait a long time, you know? I mean, I waited 20 years in a marriage to find happiness, you know, out after being divorced and outside of it. Mm-hmm. There were beautiful times during that time. Yeah. What do you think, what's like a good approach to take? Like if we feel like we are in a waiting period, obviously like 20 years is a long time and you're in a different state of life, but I feel like all of us, mm-hmm. everybody, Everyone's everywhere waiting. goes through waiting for something, mm-hmm. waiting for God to answer a certain prayer, waiting for an answer. Maybe mm-hmm. what like advice do you have? I think what I do is, I think back to the times that I waited before and God answered my prayers. Uh, yeah. And, and that is actually faith. It, it really is a big part of faith mm. is remembering even just, okay, remembering the good that God provided in times of need for you or for someone else and knowing that it's it's going to come around um, and it's time to have faith and patience Mm -hmm. patience and I pray for patience all the time I'm I feel like I'm always waiting for something too um some big things some little things you know yeah but I think it's remembering the good that God has done the blessings you know you guys you and your sisters had to go through our divorce awful terrible Mm -hmm. bad just horrible hard times but look at how close you and your sisters are now yeah I mean you three could not be more close and you wouldn't have that as much you know? No, we wouldn't. You rely on each other. You lean on each other. Mm-hmm. You all three went through the same thing. That's a beautiful thing. I think that can even go back to like when we were talking about writing down things that mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. want to prioritize or things that we like. Writing down like answered prayers yes, even. Yes, 100%. And being able to go back and be like, okay, if God answered this and he got me through this, he's going to answer the next thing. He's mm-hmm. going to get me through the next thing. Right. But only if we like open our hands and let him work too. Right, that um, that website, that um, Instagram to Well Watered Women. Oh that's yeah, that's all about journaling um, your prayers and mm-hmm. journaling your hopes, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then what I remember the leader for that ministry saying, then take time every once in a while and go back through and see the prayers that you asked or the things that you wanted and see what the answers were. And sometimes they were what you wanted and sometimes they weren't. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that they might have led to really good things, even if they weren't what you asked for, that's a really good reminder. Yeah. So that's a great recommendation, y'all. Well-watered women, they have awesome tools, they have devotionals, they have journaling guides. I know 
you gift that stuff to us all the time. Yeah, and it's a great. lot of free free things too. Not like you don't have to pay to do a lot. They offer a lot of devotionals and a lot of guidance, and mm-hmm. even just talking you through about how to create a journal, you know, for prayer or how to get started, mm-hmm. how to pray. You know, because yeah. sometimes it's just how do you even pray? Yeah, how do you get going in that? Right. Totally. I think that's really good. Right. So. Kind of wrapping up now, do you have any other recommendations or final advice like you want to give? Uh, I think that I would say this, that I have learned from EO too. So always be open to everyone that is in your life and look at each person as a way to grow and to support them, but also recognize that even the people that you're... um, with in your life in different capacities have the potential to strengthen you and you have the potential to strengthen that and to always offer that and it will be returned to you Mm. tenfold and you can lead each other yeah you know and it doesn't matter if someone's the same age or different generation or older younger i can learn as much i learn as much from my students i learn as much from how you girls handle things as you maybe learn from me so you have, we have so much to give each other. And I think it's just setting aside pride sometimes and asking for help or looking at someone and saying, wow, she's really doing great. And like, I want some of that. And I want to tell her how great she is. Yeah. And then just sharing mm-hmm. to get emotional. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much, mom, for coming on. Oh. I just think you're so wise. Like you're one of the first people I went to for advice at anything. And I'm just so thankful for you and for the light that you are in my life and I know so many other people's lives. So thank oh, you so much. I'm so thankful for the light that you are in my oh. Lainey. I love you so much. I love you too. Okay, well that was seriously so much fun having my mom. You guys, she seriously is such a huge light in my life. Like I cannot imagine not having her as my mom, you know, through all the ups and downs, like you know, my mom's talked about it hasn't been, you know, it wasn't super easy for me and my sisters and my family dynamic growing up. Um, we've definitely struggled as a family for sure, but I'm so thankful for it also because it's just grown me so much closer to my mom and that's such a big blessing. And for those of you who maybe aren't as close to your moms, I think it's just so important to have wisdom from older women, women who have gone through a lot of the same stuff that we're currently going through, you know, the times may look slightly different but I think a lot of the core issues are the same and I just think that having somebody older like my mom is talking about is so important to growth and to I think just development as a person in general okay so a few recommendations that I have for this week we're not going to do songs this week but I wanted to shout out again well-watered women they have awesome resources their Instagram's full of wisdom something great to have on your feed they have journals they have devotionals they have awesome prompts and so i would definitely recommend checking them out if maybe you're struggling okay i don't know exactly how to read my bible i don't like i read a passage and i don't know what i'm getting out of it having something guided like well-watered women could be awesome and then i also wanted to recommend an author jenny allen she is incredible you guys she is a mom herself and I think that she has so much wisdom to give so if you don't have women in your mom in your life like my mom or maybe an older mentor check out Jenny Allen's stuff she has two amazing books get out of your head and nothing to prove she has a podcast and her Instagram itself is just full of wisdom I think that she is so awesome so check her out Jenny Allen 
You guys, thank you so much for listening today. I'm so excited to just open up more of my life and show you all my heart and show you just a glimpse into kind of deeper personal into my life, like my mom and our relationship. And um, this was, this interview is just totally not scripted. We just went with it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you so, so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram at words like honey podcast. Uh, We recently did a giveaway and we're going to keep doing giveaways and fun stuff and there'll be tons of recommendations on there and just my prayer again is that this podcast and everything that flows from it would just encourage and equip y'all in your walks with Jesus. So thanks so much for listening to Words Like Honey and I'll talk to you next week. Bye!